Okay. Do you want me to just start talking? Yeah. You guys remember back in 20, early 2020, 2019, when you could just go to a club in LA and mix with all these strangers and no one was wearing masks and you were all drinking out of the same bottle in this club at this table? I can smell the sweat. I can hear the bass <laughs> pumping through my heart. I can see myself trying to wade through the crowd of bodies all in there feel myself try not to slip when you stand on the seats of the table that you're in because they're soaked with vodka (laughs) I can feel myself trying not to spill my vodka on others yet it always happens (laughs) and I can just the chaos the not sun-drenched splendor but the I don't know, vodka-drenched splendor of it all. I miss it. So picture us back there, and we are at our our very good friend Delaney's 21st birthday party. Was it 21st or was it 22nd? 21st. Me and her are both young. Got it. Okay. Um, and where? what was the place called? It's kind of like a high-end. It was Hyde. It was Hyde on maybe Sunset, and I had a fake ID ready to use. Hot and ready. Okay, so. We Hot did- off the press. We went to this really fun place and we got dinner, we got some drinks, and then we stayed for the club atmosphere afterwards. And let me tell you, when I say the motliest crew of celebrities joined us that evening, it truly was so absurd. And I will list some of the celebrities that happened to be there. First off, kicking it off, we have Blake Griffin, (laughs) who is so attractive in person. Let me tell you, like, no wonder... um, Kendall Jenner was into him because he is a beautiful man but he was there with an entourage of women and men following him around like puppy dogs um immediately noticed him right off the bat but then a little a little show um who made its way to Netflix you might know it 13 reasons why we had Ross Butler um who plays Zach Dempsey the Asian athletic kid he was there and then Bryce Walker was there as well both of which I got pictures with both of them and I was raving on and on about how much I loved their show and how important it was the work that they were doing. And they were probably like, shut up, like random girl at the club. But I saw them both. And then also Ross Butler happened to be with one of the Bachelorette or the Bachelor contestants who was on Colton season. Her name was Brie. And then she was also on Bachelor in Paradise. And I recognized her because I'm just a pop culture connoisseur these days. And Ashley, what did I do with that information? Well, so we see them. The VIP room in this club is set in the very center. So you can see totally in. It's just blocked off by like partitions or whatever. And so we're, we run into the 13 Reasons Why people and we talk to them for a second. And where I, I was like, guys, we should go into VIP. Like, why wouldn't we at least try? We always used to do that when we were abroad in Florence. We would always go to VIP. So I was like, oh, it's probably easier said than done, per yeah. usual. And... So we walk up and we're talking to Bryce Walker and all of them. <laughs> you know, I think it's like Justin something, but like yeah. Yeah, Bryce Walker, you know who it is. They go into the VIP room and obviously they tell us we can't, or like they're right in front of us and they go in and they're, they bouncer asks us, what table are you at? And we're like, we don't know. We just got here. And he's like, what? We're at table. And we're like, well, we're with like Bryce Walker, like them over there. We just no, like don't no. know the people. We, we just got here with Bryce Walker. I walked up to the bouncer and I, I was like, do you see that guy right there? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, that's Ross Butler. Like he's an actor and we're with him. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, we're part of his group that just got here. And he was like, are you sure? And I was like, yes. And I looked this man in the eyes and he was like, oh, okay, for sure. And then we got him to go in. <laughs> and so we, so we hang out in there for a while and we're just having a time. There's drinks, there's um, C-list celebrities. 
And then remember, at one point, I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. We were like, we're not going to get back in. I was like, yeah, we are. So I went up to the bouncer. I was like, excuse me, we're going to go to the bathroom. And I looked at the eyes, we're going to go to the bathroom and we're going to be back. And we are in this VIP room and we're going to be back for our table. And he was like, okay. So we went to the bathroom and we came back. At that point, he realized that we were just some college kids trying to be cool. Yeah. And so we came back and he was, I was like, hi. And he was like, oh, hi, come in. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um on the way home abby thinks that yeah um she's working as a pop culture connoisseur so in the car where me and ali are like no the tmz doesn't care about this and she calls tmz she looks them up and she calls them she's like tmz i've got some hot gossip for you hot off the press we spotted it ross butler and blake griffin and they were hanging out with these bachelor contestants and here's what we spotted at hyde in la tonight yeah and i was like so sure like drunk and me in the back of the uber that tmz was going to take my story and publish it and we were gonna see it in the news the next day <laughs> i was so sure of it but anyways um that was our little fireside chat with us <laughs> but um and we were there to celebrate for it all because it was her birthday and so we're gonna be yeah. hearing from her today which is very exciting she's got a lot of great insight to talk about we'd cover literally everything from getting your dream job to your not so dream job in your 20s we cover some wellness tips because she worked for a well-known wellness brand um and she has a lot of input on that and we also dip into the fact that she is applying to grad school in london and how her and ashley had a little extravaganza one summer studying abroad there so we also talk about traveling which is just very exciting to talk about these days because lord knows we can't actually go anywhere so without uh further ado here's delaney Congrats, you press play, and you're listening to Just Go With It. I'm Abby. And I'm Ashley. And this is the motivational podcast by 20-somethings for 20-somethings. As we learn to navigate the uncertainty that exists in the best years of our lives. Sometimes you've got to learn to just go with it. Delaney Keeler, we are so excited to have you. Welcome, queen. We have wanted to have you from day one. What is up, sister? Oh my gosh, that intro. Um, you know, just in my childhood bedroom these days. We're all just vibing at home. Tell me about it. What has been going on in your life? I know you graduated a semester early from us because you're just so much cooler and better than us. But what have you been doing since? What's been going on? Like pretty much everybody else, the second I graduated, I was looking for a job. Um, but COVID definitely presented a lot of different challenges. I like Ashley has heard this a thousand times because she's like my therapist on the side. I was working in fashion marketing and then also doing freelance event production when I graduated. I had those two positions like throughout my senior year and I was like ready to either step in full time to one of them. And I thought like for sure I've done literally everything right. There's no way this is a foolproof plan. And then I was wrong. That's um, where you go wrong is when you think you have a foolproof plan. That's just, you know, that's life for you. Like, throw yes. it back in your face. Abby's going to start a bumper sticker company with one-liners like that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm like the most type A person ever. So, like, anytime I have to veer off course, it really just, like, throws a wrench in everything. Like, I was also considering moving I've lived in California my entire life and I was like I'm ready to get out like I've done Orange County I've done LA like I feel like I've hit all the big points except for NorCal but I really didn't have a desire to move there and so I was looking at Dallas Denver and Austin oh I remember the Texas days when you were looking at that 
You would sit in my apartment and I would convince you or tell you reasons you shouldn't do it. And (laughs) you would tell me reasons you should. After much consideration, I realized that Texas is probably not for me. So it was kind of a blessing in disguise. But at the time, I was really disappointed. I wanted to work for this sports marketing agency out there. I had been talking with the CEO and I thought like for sure something is going to pull through and it definitely didn't. And that was a big disappointment for me. (laughs) Then I was like sitting in my house, like just scrolling through LinkedIn for like two weeks straight when one of our family friends who is an attorney, she was like, I need a new legal assistant. And I really contemplated whether or not I was actually going to do that because I really have no passion whatsoever for law. But I'm kind of grateful that I did take it because it's, I mean, at least like I have really, the partners are fantastic. Love them. I have a lot of creative freedom. They've given me basically like an opportunity to do anything I want with their social. They have a podcast and I do post-production on it and like any business development opportunities. So they like are featured in magazines from time to time or like different things like that. So um, I kind of oversee that in addition to like pushing legal paperwork. But yeah, that's like where I'm at right now. It's not super exciting. But at the same time, I feel like I can have a lot of gratitude for the fact that I have a job and have something to do. No, that's definitely a big deal, having something to do and having being employed. I bet a lot of people, myself included, are jealous of that. So that's really awesome. And I'm glad that you're doing something that allows you so much freedom. That's exciting that you get to work on all those different things. But can you elaborate a little bit more? I know you kind of brushed over it, but when you had all those paths in front of you, how did you decide like which way to go or which which path to take? I feel like that's so hard. Well, like I said, I remember sitting around in my apartment, probably drinking like everyone always did. That was over. And you were like, I have 72 hours to make decisions and my life is going to end if I don't. And we're still living, but. (laughs) Yeah, I think like especially when you work in marketing in any industry, really, there are a lot of perks um, just because people want you to like test their products and do. And I was working um, with a social director. And um, people want to do collaborations, and so they send you products to try, and they were gracious enough, like the team was, to always share whatever things they got. So it definitely, outside of, like, the exposure and the experience, there were some perks for um, the position. There were some beautiful (laughs) perks. But, like, in terms of deciding, I, I honestly don't really know, like, I think I was just as confused as I feel like I am now. I've just been in like this limbo phase for literally the longest time. But um, when I was doing the freelance production, um, I like was working for these bosses that were like former internship supervisors. And like both of them are like these incredible women. Like I think that I've been really blessed with the fact that every single boss that I've had has been someone who's like this incredibly established and accomplished, really strong and smart woman. And so we were chatting and it was like after I submitted my capstone project and uh, we were talking about an assignment I was working on for her. And I was like, I literally don't know what to do with my life. I'm in this limbo space, like basically like it's the end of the world. And she's like, but it's totally not because nobody, like people don't realize that in your 20s, you have the opportunity to like reinvent yourself as many times as you want. And every time that you have like a different pathway to choose from, it's an opportunity for you to be like, I dabbled in this and like, it's not for me. And I feel like reinventing myself to be this. And like, you get to choose 
that every like few years if you want to every few months like if you really want to um in your 20s that is That's so true true far have we come from the days when you grew up in the family business and you had to choose right from high school are you going to work on the farm or in the factory and that was your life <laughs> we are so obsessed with changing everything about our lives all the time because we don't want to miss out on any opportunities am I right or am I right I was about to say I think I am currently trying to reinvent myself about every what Delaney four and a half months or so <laughs> this is like irrelevant but on my run today um I was like listening to Robin. She's like one of the Peloton coaches and they just like have this new Beyonce brand partnership. And she was like, Beyonce reinvents herself every few years with a new album. How are you reinventing yourself? Like, what do you need to do? It was so motivational. And then she was like, ask yourself every day, what would Beyonce do? And I was like, what have I been doing my whole life? I've not been asking myself, what would Beyonce do? And I need to start that. Yeah, we're all wasting our time. I love that. Another thing for the bumper sticker company, what would Beyonce do? Hitting on your running for like 10 seconds. You just ran a half marathon, not just, but you did run a half marathon, what, a few months back? Yeah, I kind of was like, (laughs) it was in my, like, not to be like, oh, this is depressing. But like when I was scrolling through LinkedIn and I was literally not doing anything with my day, I was like, I need to find one thing that's going to make me feel like I accomplished something. And, um, I just felt like if I can, I'd never been a runner, like I'm a dancer by trade. And so then I was like, what can I do that I think is like really hard and impossible and like running a half marathon just seemed like the place to start. And so I did it and I ran it on my birthday, but I've like kept up with the running schedule. And now it's kind of like the thing that my sister and my mom and I do, like when we all finish work. And no, I remember you saying, well, I just started one day until I couldn't run anymore. And I just did a little more the next day. And that was that. <laughs> yeah, I think I was like, it's like, I'm just trying to be like Forrest Gump. I yeah. believe is what I said. <laughs> oh my God, it queen. That is such an accomplishment. I'm so proud. I feel like if all of us just chose like what you did the one thing that we think is really hard and impossible and just chose to accomplish it like imagine how unstoppable we'd all be maybe Definitely. more like Beyonce I don't know um <laughs> so I wanted to something I've really been eager to touch on is you worked for a little bit of a wellness company for a while and I want to hear about some of the ins and outs of that and everything wellness Dive deep, deep dive in. Ten well, percent of the pool. I think like <laughs> anybody who knew me during this time knows that I like made this internship a personality trait. That's a lie. It was my entire personality when I interned <laughs> yeah. there. I was like, I as an unpaid intern, I would be up till like one a.m. doing projects because I don't even know why. Were you thinking yeah. you get hired on? Isn't that why you were working so hard, or no? Yeah, that was the plan, but then it led to other internships, and then I ended up like being the freelance production assistant for another company. So, I mean, everything kind of works out how it's supposed to in hindsight, but sometimes you just wish you could like be in hindsight already. Wellness company, you guys have probably never heard of it. It's so grassroots. Basically run out of a garage, it's so grassroots. Okay, back on track. Yeah, so um, very much a low-key wellness company, like not, no one knows about it. But I like, I definitely think that what that experience taught me is like, say yes 
to the things that are important to you and like learn how to say no really early because if you keep on saying yes and people never hear you say no so and they will set take advantage yeah so set the boundaries early which was a really hard lesson for me to learn because I was a full-time student and also working part-time because it was an unpaid internship and like I had to buy gas to get to that internship and things like that so um, it was yeah it was a hard lesson for me to learn how to say no and even though I had supervisors that were telling me um, that school was like the number one priority and I should always treat it that way it didn't always translate even if that wasn't their intention it didn't always feel like that um but I mean it was a cool experience because I think that I was fully immersed in like cutting edge of wellness like I was doing sound healing sessions and like talking to psychological astrologers there were pelvic floor workouts plant music I was learning about psychedelic therapy with microdosing and red light therapy and like you name it I knew about it like they were having facials in the office filming different things and so it wasn't boring and it definitely exposed me to a lot of different modalities for wellness that I didn't know about before and I mean my family thinks that I'm like so weird now because I'm always like I need to meditate and like be more mindful and turn inward and they're like okay yeah like whatever wait I have one specific question Okay, okay, because the Two Confidential talks about her red light therapy every damn night and every damn morning. And what do, what do you think about red light therapy and its validity? I tried it at a few events, and I felt relaxed afterwards. Am I going to spend, like, the $3,500 to have my own red light therapy in my house? Probably Happy not. Face. <laughs> I am appalled. That is how much people are spending to have red lights in their damn bedroom. I've used them at like spas before, like wellness places, but never consistently. Yeah, you can literally buy your own like red light, and you're not. You have to like wear sunglasses with it or something. It's <laughs> it's like a whole deal. Um, yeah, things that I've like taken away. I was really into acu- into acupuncture. Um, I think like. A lot of people don't use chiropractic services, which is actually a huge one. It's probably like the best preventative full body health that you can take advantage of. And most insurances actually will cover like a certain number of sessions. So I like encourage everybody that's our age that feels overworked or stressed to go and see if your insurance offers any sort of chiropractic coverage. Ashley, you used to walk on my back for free. <laughs> yes, no copay whatsoever. <laughs> you could also just get a really small friend <laughs> and ask them to walk on your janky back if your insurance doesn't cover chiropractic. Here, okay, here's my take yes. on chiropractic um, endeavors. I recently started going to one. My parents were hiding from it from me that I guess it's pretty much free with our insurance. Um, and the first time I went, I it's because my hip was really hurting me like an old woman. Um, and the guy walks in, he's like six, six, but he's probably like 23 years old. He's what? so attractive. And my dad's like, oh, his dad owns the place. Are and you like all the, And all the sons work here. Did you not get his number, Ashley? Okay. Well, obviously the chiropractor people have to like climb all over you, but, um, <laughs> no, but he's, he's married. Dang it. 
Whoever I'm sponsored by that chiropractor's office, I'll have to go ask. (laughs) We're always married. So I have two chiropractors. One is a woman and she is amazing. And she's definitely like, she's not like a bodybuilder or anything, but you definitely have to like be pretty strong to like adjust people. And then the other person I see is like, it's my hairstylist. The like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, the girl that sit like is the stylist in the chair next to my stylist it's her dad well, I thought you're gonna say it was your hair stylist like she's has a hair cutting corner and then you walk over and she's a crown yeah. max she's a renaissance woman <laughs> could you imagine like exactly. I'll come back to my like little corner in the salon and I'll crack your back eyelashes like come in the back and get your eyelashes done except for it's like I'm gonna do your back and like we're gonna crack your <laughs> so she I was complaining about how I kept having pain and she was like you need to go see my dad and um so I went and he does like muscle testing with like what you're allergic to and things that your body's deficient in and he also follows like this blood type diet and I follow a pretty strict plant-based diet he was like oh for this blood type like you need to be eating meat like it's absolutely unacceptable that you're not incorporating meat into your diet. And that's why like all of these different things are happening for you. Um, and he had me like lay down and like literally they like hold your arm out straight and then you hold on to different things, whether it's like, I don't, they have different samples of ingredients so they can like see if you're allergic to something or whatnot. And so he had me hold on to like red meat and then that was like making the resistance stronger. And then he had me hold on to like a B1 vitamin. And he was like, okay, so we're going to give you a B1 supplement because that's what you're deficient in. And then he like, after, after he does all of that and like tells you what your dosages are for the different vitamins and foods that you need to start incorporating into your diet, he like taps on your body and he's like, oh, you're having blockage in your digestive system from emotional trauma. And I was like, I excuse me? <laughs> and he like, starts, Pardon? Who told you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like tapping different parts of my stomach. And then he starts like flicking my foot. And he's like, okay, what's up with the boy drama? Sorry, multiple boys. And I was like, oh, don't out me like this. I feel attacked. Oh, Oh my gosh. Was it right though? Yeah, I was so, on the edge of her feet. Um, I have developed a roster. Some of the nicknames. Oh, okay. So there's one that we call the Englishman or the English patient, which is like the English patient is in reference to some movie, but I don't know. It's like my brother and his friends. And then there was one guy that I started calling the lumber sexual, but my brother started calling Paul Bunyan. Can I say about his mask, his face mask? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I went out to drinks with Delaney and her brother and like the rest of her siblings and family and whatnot, and they were making fun of him because this man has such a beard. I forgot to tell you this, Abby. He has such a beard, yeah, and he bought a face mask that you can pull this like a little drawstring underneath so it encompasses the entirety of his beard, and he no. was... Uh, what was he a starter? I think he was a starter. No, Delaney. <laughs> he was out of state, to be fair. So he was more outdoorsy. What do you mean out of state? Where is he from? Deep in the woods of Canada? This <laughs> <laughs> is not acceptable. Where? Show me. A place on the map where that's normal. I want to know. Deep in the Rockies. That's all I'll say. 
like off the beaten path like one mom and pop shop like that's he chose to have a beer that needed this mask he chose to go another way <laughs> yeah um and there was another guy I met on hinge that was um he like was a musician or a sound tech for all of these like pretty famous musicians and um, my brother started calling him drummer boy what's her yeah, name for friend on call her daddy it's, is it milf hunter that's the one she always talks about in the earlier episodes i don't remember their i only know suit man um slim shady door number three the canadian and I um, mr sexy zoom man okay so i'm loving the roster then you so you're done with your games or you're just taking a pause is it just halftime it's halftime it's halftime over it's a season break summer training just got to the point where I was kind of being made these offers of like a more serious relationship or I was just and I I was like I'm for once in my life I'm actually really happy being single and it took me a really long time to get here and I don't want to let it go yet. I feel like I didn't get to like use the period of time where I'm actually happy being single and um, 2020 did not afford me that opportunity. And so I just want to be single a little bit longer while I'm still really enjoying it before I commit to someone. Plus, I feel like I still have a little bit of growing to do before I can be like a partner that's actually present in a relationship. And I'm just like not there yet. So you are even more self-aware than I am, and I'm self-aware to where it gets bad. But <laughs> that's really mature. That's really mature, yes. and that's really exciting. And I will say this a million times over. It is so much better to be single and happy than to be in a mediocre relationship. Like, why waste the time? So I love that you're doing that. Support you 100%. Thank you. Yeah, the other day um, – uh Paul Bunyan he was telling me that he was needy and part of me was like are you saying that like finally but also I was like I'm glad that you have the self-awareness to recognize that um that's what you need but I can't be that for you and I don't think this is gonna work out so glad that we had this conversation you know something I've learned along that vein of through my experience of serial dating off the internet is that there are some people out there that are just so needy and obviously like that can be a little bit much like stage five clinger like we all know but then also some people like that's their type and some people need someone to be that needy because it balances mm-hmm. them out or whatever it's just so interesting like I think it's so cool that there's somebody for everybody out there, but there's hundreds of people who are not the right one, and you will find out that quickly. And so that's why it is better to be happy and single. Definitely. Yeah. Wait, I I feel like there's someone – was there one more else on the roster? Oh, there yeah. Was- there was one more. Um, <laughs> we, call, we call him Maritime Baby Daddy because – He's in the Navy, but he, um, one day he was like, oh, by the way, I have a kid. I was like, oh, (laughs) thanks for dropping that one. And it's not that I have a problem with that. Just my calling in life at this point is not to be a stepmother. (laughs) I feel like I have more fun aunt potential in this current phase. And I'd like to stick to that. 
<laughs> we're like, I thought we were going to start with a dog. <laughs> Abby, have you seen that TikTok? And it's that stepmom, and she's just so insanely happy and supportive to make her kids step kids' lunches every day. And Delaney's like the opposite. She's like frowning, stepping, <laughs> step kids' lunch. That's how stepmoms become evil stepmoms, is because they weren't ready to be stepmoms at the beginning, and then they just get yeah. resentful. Anyways, <laughs> anything else about dating that we were saying? Um, well, pretty much like the the reason why we were talking about this roster is like now I've kind of entered this phase where I'm like just working and growing on myself, not focusing focusing on other people. And so the, there's like this one meditation coach. Um, I started following. Um, her name is Elizabeth Winkler, and she has these guided meditations on her website for free, and they're actually amazing. Um, and she like specifically works with college age students. And I just think her tools and different uh, practices are super helpful. And they're, they're like where your mind is still like able to like pay attention to them and like you don't get bored super easily. But at the same time, uh, they're super effective. And if you're looking to like, get into mindfulness and meditation, I definitely recommend checking her out for sure and she also says like mindfulness is the bullet train to freedom and I think that's really powerful so Mm. that's kind of what I've been trying to do bullet train to freedom and my life getting started from this limbo space I do not want to be in it any longer yeah the limbo Mm -hmm. space I can completely relate to but that's a talk for another time I normalize normalize the limbo space please and somebody please normalize it can we talk about that for two seconds because honestly we all know we're not supposed to have the answers it feels like for some reason subconsciously we're all like why don't I have the answers but logically we know at this point in our life we're not supposed to have all the answers but we're all in this limbo phase and that looks different for everyone and we're all just out here trying to support each other do the best we can take one step at a time and I think there's some beauty in that I mean there's never going to be another place in our life where we're so in limbo really like we're going to start forging a path and going along it really until we reinvent ourselves four months later until we be yeah. off- out of our lives yeah I got coffee with a friend I hadn't seen in a long time like two weeks ago and um I fed her a line that Delaney you told me on the phone like that same day or something and it was like I'm really 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 happy I just feel like I'm waiting for my life to start and she was like well like that's fair like it is literally a transitional phase your life was one way and you did a complete like 180 and now it looks totally different and it is a literal transition sometimes I feel like college was a genuine fever dream like it was so ethereal and whimsical and fun and crazy and wild and hard and easy all at once like I love it so much and now everything is like a watered down version of it but no point in a harping on that (laughs) I love that you two think that college was like this blissful period of time college was probably the most traumatic years of my life it was delayed middle school (laughs) it it truly except for like I didn't have braces that was pretty much the only difference between me in middle school and me in college I felt like every other week I was having some sort of crisis, something externally was impacting my life. And like, it was just this huge period of growth. And I'm very grateful for it. Would I relive it? 
Probably not. Yeah, that is true. Everyone has a completely different college yeah. experience, but I feel like my relationship with my college experience is very much that of a long-term relationship with a man. Like when you look back at the memories, you only remember the fond ones, even though you know there was some shit that went down. You just choose so not true. to think about it. You just choose not to think about it because I just think of all the magical, whimsical times. And that's, you know, maybe blissful ignorance is just like what we need up in here. But yeah, we definitely, I'm sure we had very different experiences, but that's the story. For we are time. obscenely ignorant and optimistic, Abby. Yeah, but <laughs> I think it's okay right now. I feel like a golden retriever. Oh, I think it's fine. Golden retriever but, vibes. <laughs> yeah. Um, wait, circling the biggest of circles back, I had more questions about the wellness practices, and we launched into the roster because of the, um, not tuning fork man, the other guy, but remember India was going to a tuning fork man for a while, getting her oh chart realigned. Totally, that was <laughs> yeah. your Back to the um, chiropractor, and he told you red, or he told you red meat is good for your blood type. <laughs> That's where we left oh off. Oh my gosh. What is That's... your blood type? I'm not endorsing any of this, but if you... You have the same blood type as Wayne and give it a shot. What's your blood type? I feel like, am I supposed to give out that confirmation or that information? Um, I'm, I'm an O blood type. I'm an O blood type. What a universe. Good for you. Um, yeah. So he, he was just like t- tapping all my body to like expose my emotional stress. And he was telling, he was like, why, why are you paranoid about work? And like different things like that. And then I would be like, I don't, I don't think I'm paranoid about work. And he's like, if you don't want to play my game, that's fine. But tell me. He's fantastic. And I always leave feeling like so much lighter, like emotionally and physically. Cause he does like adjust you in addition to like the muscle testing and whatever. In yeah. And the mental adjustment. <laughs> he, yes. But he was telling me that I have this block in my digestive system. And he's like, you really need to sort out whatever emotional stress you're feeling because it's causing you to have digestive problems. I'm like, oh, (laughs) yes, I'll put that on the list. Thank you. Did you have really high cortisol and stress levels or no? Yeah. So he does as like your new patient thing that they do. um, He tests like your stress responses and it kind of feels like the um what's it called when you get your blood pressure taken like that's what it feels like but it's on your calf and you're supposed to tell him when you feel your calf cramp and Uh the average person um or a healthy person is supposed to have like a 24 26 second response time like that's how long it takes it took me under four seconds Wow. He was like, so you're, you're, ter- you're terrible at managing stress. This is not the same thing by any means, but it falls in line with like just like stress and being like hyped up. I When I got my wisdom teeth out, he put on the pulse thing. And after like four seconds or something absurd, he was like, your pulse is like already really low where it needs to be. Do you not get like worried about, about anything? And I was like, no, not really. <laughs> and he, <laughs> he's like, it's really low. He's like, are you an athlete? And I was like, no, I like barely, I like started working out barely. And he was like, you were just don't stress to you. And I was like, no, we're back to the blissful ignorance. Yeah. <laughs> um, back to um, the wellness stuff. Okay. What, like, what was a wellness practice from this little grassroots company you worked at that you thought one that you thought was total, absolute bullshit, like the most bullshittiest one that you could remember. And one that you were like, yeah, I would spend real money on this. There is 
something to be said about the placebo effect and how powerful it can be. And so if you truly feel like any practice is healing or makes you feel better in any capacity, like truly it probably does. One of the ones I was like, what even is this? Um, Was plant music. (laughs) It's actually really cool how they do it, but you like hook up different things to sense the vibrations in plants and then they hit different chords and create music. (laughs) And is it supposed to like calm you down? I'm not exactly sure what the purpose is. I thought it was very cool. I did not like necessarily understand like the wellness aspect of it. Yeah, I was about to say, I think that is a very cool thing. I didn't know it existed, but I'm sure they're saying something like this calms you down or reduces your anxiety. And that I'm not, that's a stretch of the mind. That sounds precisely like my fifth grade science project <laughs> called Rock and Grow, which was supposed to be a play on words for rock and roll, which now that I'm saying it aloud doesn't really rhyme. But in fifth grade, no one thought to tell me. And I tested whether or not playing music for my plants would make them grow faster or not. And it, the results were inconclusive for those of you wondering. <laughs> well, apparently if you speak and greet your plants it's supposed to help them grow. There have been studies to show that that actually works. So I honestly think that you were on the right track. I was at on the time. The little chubby fifth grade me knew what she was doing. The sound healing one with like tuning forks. Uh, I struggled to get behind that one. But <laughs> if, if you feel like it aligns your chakras or brings you back to a vibrational core energy level great I love that for you and then what was one that you were like heck yeah I'd spend money on this I'm convinced Mm -hmm. oh yeah I was big on the skincare for sure uh I was really like any sort of like vitamin c and then like a chemical and physical exfoliant like I would spend I would throw down money for those things that was kind of the two things I was super into. I loved talking to the mediums and like psychics, intuitives, astrologers. Like that was my favorite thing to do at events and just like pick their brain about certain things. But I was at an event one time and this medium walked past me and he was like, you're a Virgo. And I was like, I am. And he was like, I was like thank you. <laughs> Have you ever get in contact with Teresa for shootout, Long Island Medium? Not her last name. That's a type of like, shootout. We used to always joke about that in college. We'd say Teresa for shootout, Long Island Medium. <laughs> She's working at some high-end wellness company, and the mediums probably charge like a, an obscene amount per hour. And you're like Teresa. <laughs> Do you think you know you're a Virgo? Do you think? <laughs> and what's interesting is that there were actually two mediums that were at that event that were from like some part of New York and they had pretty thick accents. So you're not far off. <laughs> not thick her, but not far thighs. off. Thick accents and thick thighs both save lives. <laughs> That's another bumper sticker. Um, okay, in line, this is in line with wellness, but not quite 
nothing that you got from this company, but we've talked about it like more in the past few months. This could be a whole different episode. So let's not spend a whole episode on it, but manifesting. I think we have talked about that. I'm definitely, uh, my sister and my mom think I'm like the literal weirdest person because I'll talk about astrology. I'm like, Mars was in retrograde. So like, it's not a good time for me to manifest. Um, I don't even know what that sentence means. Yeah, what is retrograde? Where is it going? And why is it so trendy on Pinterest? <laughs> so the plan. This is. I'll be super quick about this. Mars is the planet that um, rules like communication and different, like also like passion, different things like that. Um, Who decided that? Who saw Mars as fit for that job? We haven't even been to Mars. goddammit. it! <laughs> I'll give you a quick one-liner on that that a psychological astrologer told me she's like I welcome skeptics because I think that they're just disappointed optimists and she also said I don't ever ask she's like I don't ever ask clients to like believe anything I tell them I just ask them to experience the truth of it and so I think that when the traditional pop culture astrology of like your sun sign really is I mean it does like point out some big picture personality traits but it truly doesn't like explain anything to you other than like a very vague outline of something that could be applicable so you're telling me when I get my horoscope and it says you're pretty it's a lie (laughs) I'm 17 in the back of seven magazine yeah (laughs) retrograde is when the planet so this like other planets can go into retrograde it's not just Mars but it's when that planet reverses its path or direction and so anyway when Mars is in retrograde communication is really difficult most people find like they're forgetful internal and external communication lines usually tend to be interrupted so whenever um like whenever Mars is in retrograde that's why you'll hear people saying like be slow to like say stuff that's probably like not the best to just like or be slow to pull trigger on like hard conversations and like if everyone on the earth decided to all walk backwards and drive backwards together we could make earth go in retrograde (laughs) it's like delaney's talking to two schmucks (laughs) dinner for schmucks and we are the podcast ladies and gentlemen (laughs) but okay Wait, oh, okay. I had another question. This is, no, this is a real question. Why, who decided that Mars being in retrograde wouldn't mean this? Where is this, where's this information originally coming from? So I'm not an expert. I just happen to work with and, like, have talked to a lot of astrologers or people that know a lot about astrology, and that's how – so I'm really, like, a fourth-hand resource that you're pulling from, but – Apparently, since the cosmos have existed, this has been something that like ancients believed and documented. And so it's just supposed to be your like divine blueprint for what life could be, for what is capable. But obviously you have agency. And so you can every time that you make a decision, the blue the blueprint is gonna shift a little bit. It's kind of how I've come to understand astrology okay do you think and that's then what I call it cosmopolitan magazine <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's a good question for the editor 
Yeah, questions yeah, yeah, yeah. Put in the show notes. Maybe we'll see it. <laughs> Wait, okay, and then a quick little one minute fireside chat on manifestation. Yeah. So with so after listening to one of your podcast episodes, I started taking up journaling. So I just want you to know the power of this podcast. Yeah. And part so I still do the little journaling prompt that Ashley had suggested. It was like the second episode or something. And then after I'm done with that, I write statements like in the present that I want to happen. So like, for example, I'll be like, I'm so glad that the universe is working in my favor to bring me my dream job or something like that. Or I'm so glad that I live in a state of abundance because I said so. Like different things like that. There are a lot of articles and things, and even if you have TikTok, um, of different ways to practice manifestation. I'm not, obviously, I'm not the kind of person that's like, I wrote, I'm going to get $1,000 15 times, so it's going to happen tomorrow. Like, I don't necessarily think that's the case. But if nothing else, it's put me in a really positive mind state to achieve and visualize the things that I actually want to be present tense no I buy I kind of buy it I fully buy into manifesting I think that is so powerful and I also think that if we all three put our heads together hard enough and did a collab we could come out with manifestation for schmucks and it could be a bestseller Oh, why don't we make that an episode? And then, yeah, I can launch um, it. We're None of us are experts, and we make that clear at the beginning. But then we're like, we have accumulated some knowledge, and here it is. What do you think? No, I'm. let's make an episode out of it. Okay. I think every time I talk to Ashley, she's trying to convince me to do a side hustle with her. So why yeah. the heck not is kind of my new motto. <laughs> I'm filled with side hustle ideas. Son of a bitch, I'm in. So I think it can happen so thoughtfully like people I have seen so many success stories with manifesting people are putting up their little affirmations and they are putting up their vision boards and they are looking at it every day and they're thinking about it as they're exercising and they are working towards it and I believe it'll happen for them have you heard the story of the original um, manifester Jim Carrey do you know about this actually okay before I already knew this but I heard it again on a podcast he brought up real quick before he was famous like really made it he wrote himself a like 10 million dollar check to himself and he was like one day i'm gonna be able to cash this from my own account and he kept in his wallet for years and years and years and then i think his first major role was this 10 million dollar contract and then he cashed it he's like i told you guys i could do it (laughs) god i love a success story that man is so crucial to all of our existences (laughs) i don't know if i'd go that far but yeah i think Um, there's um there's a book by Jen Sincero. She actually is three, I think. And if any manifesting newbies are out there, that is a great place to start. If nothing else, it's a really funny read because she just kind of says whatever she feels like saying. And she'll, there's like one part where she's like listing your subconscious beliefs and your conscious beliefs and like what your reality is because of that. And she's like, conscious idea is that like I want to lose weight and then your subconscious belief is um, vulnerability leads to pain and suffering and so your reality is a fortress of flab <laughs> that really hit home for me <laughs> and our realities are a fortress <laughs> of flab <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> number six number seven of the episode sorry continue <laughs> no it's okay uh yeah so I think if you're looking to understand manifestation a little bit more or at least just like get out of any sort of rut that you're feeling mentally she is an excellent read and I really enjoyed I read both of her books that she has out and I think she's coming out with a third one pretty soon if she hasn't already um I'm just What's plugging all of these authors uh Jen Sincero perfect everyone listening Jen Sincero go look it up if you're into manifesting Okay, I want to switch gears so far away from what we were talking about to um, you. Well, kind of, uh, we can manifest this. Delaney's applying to grad school in London for the fall, but I wanted to talk about your time living and working. Oh my in God. I was going to ask about this. Fun story in and of itself. I absolutely adore London. It's where me and Delaney I'm fell in love, but she's also worked there separate from our love affair. So. No, I love London, <laughs> boy. Boy. Oh, and also, boy, do we have a book for you to read, Delaney? I think I've told me and Allie. I think have told you about this every time we've all been together. But you must read one day in December. Me and Allie oh, now yeah. this book's biggest hype man. The PR team should hire us. We just promote okay. it like on the shelves of the market today. I saw it listed. Abby's <laughs> <laughs> going out for the, a movie role with them. Uh, oh my gosh no okay but anyways let's talk about London a bit okay one that was the most seamless transition I've ever heard in my life I studied abroad in London for two summers the first one was with Ashley and we just did a class and the second time that I went I did an internship it was only for two months and um, I was interning in Tottenham which is like a very deprived part of London And everybody else in the program was in zone one and two, which is like the city center. And they were going to Parliament and Jenny Packham and these huge PR and marketing agencies. And I think at first I was a little disappointed that I wasn't getting like the glitz and glamour of what I thought London was supposed to be. In hindsight, I actually think the eye-opening experience that I got from being exposed to truly what like London is and what it means to live there because the majority of the people don't live in the city center. If anything, it's like mostly hotels and tourists that are there anyway, or like millionaires that live there yeah. stu- or students. Kind of like so, <laughs> Yeah. Um, but it was, Like, I got to see the diverse and vibrant side of London that a lot of my classmates missed out on, I think, because they were pretty much only exposed to people that, like, weren't from different backgrounds or were exactly the same as them. I still was interesting because they would, like, go out and get drinks with their coworkers and their coworkers would like ask them all of these questions about being American and all these different things. I absolutely loved it. And pretty much I've been dying to go back ever since. And then my internship advisor, she's now working on creating a new nonprofit that was based on one of the projects I helped her with while I was interning. And it's supposed to be this creative platform to share the lived experiences of our generation, but from like the perspectives of typically marginalized and underprivileged groups. So, I mean, these students and young people have incredible voices and incredible work, and I'm so glad that they're 
getting the platform that they deserve because truly like if the poems, the artwork, the stories, they're actually insane. And so I feel really privileged that I get to work with them and help them kind of create an image and a brand and social and help them launch because I, yeah, I just think that it's something people need to be aware of and they're trying to make it more of a global thing since um, the, my internship advisor, she's American and ended up moving over to the UK. She's lived there for like 15 years. She's just trying to make it more of like a cross-functional global scale type platform for everyone to contribute to. But the part that is like the best about it is it offers an opportunity for people who typically wouldn't have their work published to have it published in a creative magazine. And so they can like put it on university applications or on their CV that they've done something pretty remarkable and give them an opportunity to actually like have the experience that would get them the jobs and other opportunities that they deserve. Cute. So yeah, that's amazing. What are on a mini list? What are like five recommendations for bars or restaurants in London? We really just hopped over that project. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I want to know the answer to this question as well. Okay. The most under soon, but I wish (laughs) the most underrated and best place to get drinks in London. And this is fully biased hands down is the Imperial student union bar. And it's on sports night specifically, which is on Tuesdays. And it's because they're just like a bunch of lads having a lager, like, just being bros. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, that is so my scene. I could puke. I must go. Are you ready to find a way into London next weekend to go? my lads having a lager? Sign me up. Where do I sign up? What do you want to play right now? Abby, also, you would have arrived in uh, London summertime. Oh, my God. A Taylor Swift moment. A dream. Yes. I, oh, I miss it so much. But you have to know an imperial student to get in so my suggestion is lay in, the, right now? <laughs> lay in the courtyard like where they have uh where all the classes like it's like surrounds all the class buildings lay down. and then <laughs> well imperial is stereotypically like a really strong stem school so just find yourself like a future doctor or engineer and like get a drink with him and his and his lads, his mates. So Abby Abby's waiting on on bated breath. She's gonna lay down in the courtyard with a chemistry textbook. No, I'm gonna have like a calculator, uh, like a pencil behind my ear. I'm gonna be like writing random numbers on a piece of paper, like, oh hey, didn't see you there, just on my picnic blanket. Okay, I'm ready. I have my my game plan. But yeah, that energy was my favorite but it wasn't the second that I started talking like I would go up to get drinks from the bar and the second that I would like start speaking to the bartender they'd be like are you American and I'd be like yeah and then they'd be like this drink's on me I was like thanks like it was only two pounds but like thanks I feel like the only time being an American is cool is when you're in a sports bar and there's you're surrounded by lads well you know Hoop and Toy, which was like the yeah. pub that we would go to, but Hoop and Toy is not what it was, and they also got rid of the snog next to it, so it's not like you can go have like a beer and then go get snog afterwards, which is so disappointing. 
uh, frozen yogurt place for you out of towners, Abby. Yes. <laughs> What's that movie we all watched as kids? Angus thongs and perfect <laughs> snogging. That's what this is. And if some lady says something, you put, you bring it back down to some like commoner thing, like Teresa Prosciutto. I think it's Caputo. It came to me. And then bring it back to the mer- the coming of age movie from London. Yeah, just like a throwback in the deep recesses of our brain lives Angus thongs and perfect snogging. Like, go give her a watch. Maybe it'll like make you feel something. Anyways, the shard, hands yeah, down. But that's if you're like, look, if you're prepared to like throw down like 25 pounds on a drink, which is like 30 US dollars, then absolutely go there. Go there for the views, actually. Don't go there for anything else. We went with like, uh, I don't know, 10 of us. And we were well aware. We were like, we're going to, yes, throw down like 30 bucks on a cocktail. Um, Because we're like, oh, whatever. It's a one-time thing. And it's extremely nice and all of this. And we all ordered a bunch of drinks at our table. And when we were leaving, what did you get stuck behind the table? She bumps into the cocktail table and the wine glasses on top fall and shatter on the ground. <laughs> and Sounds like a regular Friday night at Ashley's. Yeah. <laughs> but all in the nicest like cocktail restaurant bar that London has to offer. Like a true American. They expected nothing else from me quick little tidbit story and I wish I think that this story would have only been improved if like your specific friend group or even if you were there um I, I, ended, I, up getting, I ended up <laughs> getting you? <laughs> yes yes you are oh, yeah. I ended up getting hooked up with this oh, I shouldn't say hooked up I was connected <laughs> with this promoter and his name is Danny D and he's right Brazilian <laughs> And he was the promoter for like this brand new club called Rain. And we would go there for like tapas before the club opened. And it was always like, I don't, it was like a sushi bar of sorts. And then you would go down and he had like the main stage table and like they would have smoke machines going. There was like a dancer with fire, people like, swinging from like doing like aerial arts from the ceiling I went there one time and like g Easy came out of nowhere and started singing like it was the wildest thing there was one time I waited outside of Mahiki which is like the bar whenever you see pictures of like William and Kate in their like wild phase that the daily news always talks about they're like outside of Mahiki and I waited outside of Mahiki one time for like two hours and the cover charge was like 150 pounds per person to get in. And my promoter literally had to come outside and get me and my friend and bring us inside for us to even be there. All this talk about traveling and recommendations of fun bars and places to go has me so excited. I cannot wait until we're all able to travel again. I know London is going to be at the top of my list. I must go back. After talking about our time there too, Delaney, I miss London so much. And I keep saying like every spring break or summer that I want to go back and Corona has just put such a damper on it. So I pray to God that you get into school there because that is even more of an excuse for me to go out more than once next year. We're all really excited about the, the prospects of the future and living life to its fullest again. But thank you so much for all of your recommendations. And we will make sure to put all of them in the show notes for everyone so that they can go check out the wellness practices and everyone can just continue thriving. Mm-hmm.